Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. On today's episode, episode 136, we're going to be talking about uh, picking a theme for your army. Uh, and if you really want to go with a theme for your army, based on what your army is and um, how you want to plan it out. Um, we've all done this numerous, numerous times and had constantly tried to figure out how we want to do it. Um, and if it's going to work or not, because uh, today I did a bunch of testing, and so I figured that would be a good topic. Plus, we are going to also be talking about the new DC um, announcements from all their trailers and movies and video games that they uh, came out with the DC fandom that happened uh, yesterday, I believe? Yesterday. Yesterday. And so we're going to go over some of that stuff, because uh, some of it really needs to be talked about, um, because um, there's kind of some shockers in there. Um, other than that, let's go and get started with our sponsors. We want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting our files and putting it out for everybody and um, making it possible to hear us on every single platform. Also, if you buy anything from Muse on Minis, any tokens, sets, whatever, make sure you use the uh, code more than dice, all one word, and you will get 10% off your order. Uh, we want to thank uh, Lynn Stahl from Metalhead Minis for providing a place for us to sell our product. Uh, Lynn is gracious and awesome and is hosting all of our products that we sell uh, on her website. Uh, if you need it or whatever, just let us know. Uh, if you're in chat right now, it'll pop up every so often. Um, she also sells all the Warfare Weekend's dice and pins. Um, unfortunately, Warfare Weekend had to cancel, so we're trying to make some cash back. And you can buy all the stuff that we had there. Um, we also want to thank uh, CreatureCaster. For uh, sponsors, because we're a creature creator, providing awesome miniatures and models for people to play and paint with. Um, and last, of course, not least, Tectonic Craft Studios. Dan the Man. Uh, I am going to miss that guy so much. I did not get to see him all year because of uh, COVID. And that saddens me a lot because um, I share a lot in common with that guy. Uh, guys, if you're looking for MDF terrain um, and stuff, and you need, especially if you, need, if you want something custom. Uh, he, uh, he is probably looking for, uh, some help on getting that stuff done. Um, so tradition, Kathy, gin and tonic. No. Oh my God. Was it like two weeks in a row? I still have rum. I don't drink a whole <laughs> bottle of rum that fast. You don't? No, surprisingly. No, surprisingly. <laughs> I'm not John. <laughs> Oh, there's some shade. <laughs> hey, I think I rum up. It's just that bottle of brandy they went bye bye. Poor peach brandy. Uh, Rest in peace. Rest so in peaches. Yeah. <laughs> um, what type of? <laughs> so rum and just straight rum. Rum and coke. Rum and coke. John, what's your uh, drink of choice? Uh, I have a screwdriver. No, no, no. What you drinking? screwdriver okay all right if you want to go there <laughs> uh i since i have to go back to work tomorrow uh i decided to go with uh some good old maker's mark um i thought you were gonna say walker <laughs> <laughs> I, I was all ready with all the jokes but uh, <laughs> uh you said maker's mark and you know what i feel you on that gonzo i feel you <laughs> I'm going to be having uh, some Maker's Mark uh, for a thing. Uh, if you're drinking anything tonight, please put it in chat so we can do it, because we like to hear what people drink, and uh, we like to try something new. I did try um, 
something new this week. It was a... He's drinking Lagavulin. Uh, jerk. And then I, Captain Mizzy gave me a Sprite with cherry rum. And it was actually pretty good. Um, that uh, cherry rum is, uh, by all reports, very good. I have to pick some up. It was it was pleasantly good. And Captain um, Mizzy's drinking Kraken and Dr. Pepper, which I would drink, but I'm not a Dr. Pepper. Aw. Yep. But I'm not an orange juice, so... Um, guys, thank you for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, thank you for supporting us in any and all ways possible. Um, if you watch us live or if you watch us on or listen to us on uh, all the streaming services or watch us on YouTube, we appreciate it. It means a lot to us. It helps us out. Um, don't forget, we also have a Patreon if you uh, want to get some special stuff from that. Um, we do have some uh, magnets that are still out. Um Type thing and you. Or if you just love us and want to support us. Or yeah, that, that. that too. Um, also, don't forget Kathy uh, streams Tuesday through Friday every day from three to five p.m. Central. Um, three and, days a week. Yeah, and she does some really awesome stuff, and you can actually give her a lot of crap. She loves it when you crack jokes, especially poop jokes. Um, for some reason, poop jokes are her favorite. Um, he lies. Poop jokes are my husband's favorite. Yeah, she don't like that shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate him. <laughs> so, guys, please take care of yourself. Please wear your mask. Please be safe. Um, don't take any unnecessary chances. You don't have to. Um, look out for each other. And, of course, um, <laughs> Benny on. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> oh, oh Diomedes. Love the bow, miss the headset. Uh, well, I didn't think you were going to be here tonight, so I didn't put it on. <laughs> Let's switch over to media section, or not media section, uh, paint cam, and we'll get over there. Say, man, this podcast went real quick. Yeah. Oh, no, Dio. Sunday nights is our podcast where we just talk about random gaming stuff. Tonight, Gonzo will be doing what? What are you doing, Gonzo? Um, we're going to talk about paint schemes, and I actually forgot my glasses. I got to go get my glasses, but uh, we're oh, going to talk about paint schemes. Oh, it does paints on the title. Whoops. Yeah, it always. I forget to change it, so I just don't worry. <laughs> I did. Says he doesn't change it ever. Yeah. He doesn't. Oh. No. Ha, 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 ha. Of course, my camera is going to be a pain in the butt today. Uh, I did um, get uh, Thanos uh, painted up silver because I'm going to use contrast paints over the top of them to get that metallic look. Let me fix this camera real quick. Good luck. Uh, I just got to turn it off to... There. Fixed it. Hold on. Fixed it. Uh, properties. Got to turn off auto. I bet some duct tape will fix that. Talking about no, I just paint. Uh, I just paint in the afternoon. Well, in my time zone, it's afternoon, three to five uh, during the week. I'm pretty sure it's afternoon in most in uh, half the time zones, Kathy. Maybe. The other half time zones, it's before noon. Uh, technically, yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> afternoon is also evening. Yeah. Mirachetan. Okay. All right. Let me go get my glasses because I'm going to do some painting. Something I don't want to be called, but probably deserved. Um, 
but... I just said it's midday. Oh, okay. Oh, hi, he's Chandra. He's listening. I know it. And Gonzo's gone. He needs to get his glasses because he's old and needs his glasses. Unlike those of us who need glasses all the time. And never forget them because we always need our glasses. Also, I I need my headset when I'm painting, as Dio said. But my headset is within arm's reach right there, always. It's looking at me right now. I mean, mine's right behind me here. Always headsets. I can't paint without this thing anymore. Not anything detailed. Yeah. No. That's yeah, like, once oh, once we you could use do this. a magnifier, you oh. do not go back. Yeah. I was like, you could do this without the magnifier, but fuck you, you're using the magnifier now. Yeah. But but if you do it without the magnifier, you know it's going to be like 80 times worse. Yes. I remember the first time I used my magnifier light, I put my miniature underneath it, and all of a sudden I could see all these flaws, and I'm, I just didn't notice before. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's pretty much, since I got... Those are all the tricks we use to fool the eye. Uh-huh. That's something I did whenever I um, I got these. Because these are just the um, reading glasses you buy at the store. I bought two pairs, one to fit each lens, and popped them out and put them in. And now I can't even... I can't put models together. I can't... I don't want to paint without them. You need to get one of those, Gonzo. You need to get one of those. those are so hey, much Art Mike Disney, sweetheart. Hey, Love Mike. Great big squishy bunny. I do have one of those headsets that y'all have with the, um, you know, the lenses you can put in and out, but one eye is a little bit different than the other. So I just went to the, I went to my, when I went to my eye doctor and got my prescription, I was like, Hey, I want to get, you know, reading lenses for painting and stuff. And he's like, well, do your left eye of this one and your right eye of this one. So I bought the two pairs of glasses at, you know, the local Walgreens and same frame, just popped them in and out and put, you know, new ones in. That seems like a really good idea. One eye different than the other. What's that like? What? So, uh, I wanted to get some of this blue um, on Thanos before we start talking about paint schemes. Because I want to do Thanos similar to the uh, one that they've he done may already. He be drunk, but he is actually upside down. He is, he is I'm in Australia down. right now. You, I mean, are, you are drunk, and he is upside down. I'm uh, just making that assumption. I mean, it's fair, but I, I don't want to make assumptions like that, but definitely upside down. <laughs> oh, I absolutely will make an assumption like that. So I'm listen, happy to do it. It's because he's, he's weird. I'm not weird. Uh, you, well, your name's Gonzo, also, right? hi, Megan and Kiwis. Hi. So I wanted we're to get... All, we're all hanging in there to answer Art of Mike Disney's question to how is everyone. We are hanging in there. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it was a fair to acceptable week. Not bad. I didn't have a really good week. Um, for some people that know, I had to go get a COVID test um, because there was a, a chance that I could have gotten it. And so instead of working at school, I had to stay home. And uh, getting your brain swabbed is not fun, but you got to do what you got to do. Gonna make a joke right there, but I'm gonna pass. What? <laughs> Why pass up on a good joke? Yes. Okay, it wasn't a joke on you. Just an effort to keep uh, things on topic. Let's just continue. What? We don't ever stay on topic. Yeah, it's. 
Let's just say for Kathy's sake, it's a joke to be more appropriate to my other podcast. <laughs> That's fair. Except for, or my stream. Uh, maybe your stream. I don't know. I, I don't know how political your stream gets. It really doesn't get very political, but, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> you want to be happy. So I wanted to get this blue <laughs> on here for, um, I wanted to have... Thanos still have the kind of metallic look to it with the contrast paint. So of course I primed it silver for or painted it silver first and then going over with a wash of the contrast. This is the Talisar blue, which I thought was a really You're cool. You're giving color. me an idea. What idea am I giving you? Well, I kind of wanted to get that sort of paint scheme for my Stormcast. Should I ever decide to paint them all? Silver with metallic uh, colors? Well, I wanted to do sort of like a metallic blue, but as after all that testing, it proved to me that the uh, the color shift paints too much fucking work for an entire army. Fuck that. It... Have you tried uh, Vallejo Metal Medium? I believe Monument Hobbies also has a metal medium for for or their I... paint line. Well, I mean, you can use or it for any paint. Just do the easy button and paint a whole army. I'm just saying, like, like, you mix the metal medium in with your blue paint, and you paint it, and it's metallic blue. That doesn't sound bad either. No, I was, uh, scale 75 contrast paints? Oh, well, I'm on board, because scale 75 makes really good paints. I love every metallic I've gotten from them. They are? Oh, interesting. Mata, interesting. So I wanted to get this blue on here real quick. So while I'm getting this on, let's talk about color themes for your army. Now, Kathy, when was the last time you painted an entire army? Or a team? Because I know you do Blood Bowl. Um, entire force for a miniature game. Probably my Warcry guys. Now, did you paint them with a theme in mind? Or you just go, hey, they're all pustules, they're all going green? Oh, no, no. They were, uh, they were the... What do you call them? God damn it. Now I'm thinking only Necromunda and my Goliaths, but that's not right. It's the other ones. The Warcry guys. The Beast Lords or whatever they were? Oh, no, no. God damn it. I can't think of it. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? The Boob Hammers. Yeah, I, I know which, which, boob which hammers. ones you're talking about. Which models you're talking about. I don't know what the name is. Yeah, for, for whatever reason, my brain just isn't working. So, anyways, yes, I did come up with a, a color scheme, and I called it Chaos Undecided. And because, you know, they're like, I don't know if I want to go Nurgle, if I want to go Corn, I could go Zinch, I don't know. There's all these hammers hanging off of me, and that's not specific to any Chaos God, really. In fact, it's specific to a different entire God. Hammers. Yeah, right? The boob hammers, yeah, because every single one of them on their chest oh. armor has a little hammer hanging right over each boob. There are some male and some female. Uh, the iron golems. Thank you, legionnaires. The iron golems. I knew there was a G. I just, anyways. Definitely so, a G word. They, they, they all have these little hammers that are hanging off. Well, in random places all over their armor, but in particular, they all have it hanging off of their boob armor, whether they're male or female. 
And uh, so that's what we started calling them. Can you get a pair of boob hammers? No, but I want to make a sticker that's a boob hammer so that if we're all at a convention someday again, ever, uh, we could just like slap stickers right there. <laughs> and this is already hammers. off the rails. Excellent. <laughs> hey, it's all about paint schemes. So my iron golems paint scheme. <laughs> paint schemes. I don't. What? Okay. So my iron golems paint scheme was because they're undecided, and I decided they will be half black and half white, like right down the middle. So the one half, all the armor is black. The other half, all the armor is white. On their shields, one half of the shield is black, one half is white, and on all their trim is red because they are kind of leaning a little more towards corn and the you know blood and smashing and skulls so yes i did come up with that scheme ahead of time and i did have to think about it a lot because i didn't want to to paint the scheme just like on the box you know i know sometimes i'll get lazy sure i'll paint whatever's on the box mm -hmm. and a lot of people like to do that and I totally get that, but I just, this time I wanted to come up with something totally different. So that And was... there's nothing wrong with painting it like it is in the box. Just oh, absolutely, not yeah. Care. The power boobies. <laughs> They're chaos undecided. Okay. Lazy box schemes tonight, yes. Lazy box schemes, man. I'm telling you, all my uh, all my troll troll bloods that I painted were all box scheme, except they used non-metallic metal where they use metallic, but that was the only difference. Well, so since I got and I started putting together my Necrons, I got I'm working on the Warriors, so the Warriors are of course taking a long time because there's like 60 models and it just takes a while. So I was like, oh, well, you know, I've got to get my airbrush settled and I got this thing. I'm like, oh, let's figure out a paint scheme for my Necrons. And I wanted to use the contrast paints. I was like, uh, not contrast paints, uh, color shift paints. Um, because I did my, you know, I'm working on my um, Warcaster models in color shift. And they're the blue purple, which has turned out really good. Uh, this is going to be what my theme is like for the entire army. Uh, which is the cobalt blue from Green Stuff and the Tesseract, whatever, uh, green. The Tesseract Glow as uh, the green. And then the black is Monuments Black because it's got a really good flat finish. Because I can't seal the models um, because it ruins the color shift if you seal the models. Uh, so I went with that. And so I was like... What am I going to do with my Necrons? Well, I've got like 50 billion color shift paints. And so I was testing it out. And I actually took one model and tested it out three different times. Reprimed it each time. And I came up with this one. And this one is a kind of a bronze that shifts into a brown. And I didn't care for this too much. Uh, of course, this is all one color. Funny, I actually really like it. Um, yeah, I was thinking it looked really cool, too. I think once uh, other parts of it were to get painted, it would accentuate that. Yeah, this this was the one... What, what I've learned from doing the color shifts is 
when I first put this on, because the bottle is technically right here, and it's purple. It's called Martian Green, but the color inside is purple. Um, and I'm like, okay, it's going to come on different because it's on black. And then uh, once you get that one layer of coat, you let it dry before you decide to decide on the color or not because it'll change colors as it's drying. Um, which is something I, I, I learned and didn't know if people knew that or not. Um, I did. I, I still like it. I just don't know if I like it as much uh, for what I want to do because I want to do because uh, this kind of is like the theme that they've got going on with the neck. Excuse me, Necrons right now, and I'm like, eh, didn't want to do something different. Um, and so I had this other one, and it was it was kind of like a sea foam green looked at, but it came into this look, and it color shifts from silver to green and, and it's got a little bit of purple tinge to it. And I was like, eh, that's just kind of, yeah, it's not bad. There's nothing bad about that. I no. think other in my mind is clearly superior. Uh, yeah. So I mean of these two, I like this one better than this one. It's a good color, but it's kind of like, okay, it's a metallic look. Blah. Um, but I thought this one, you know, I was like, it's just okay. And looking at the pictures online, this was supposed to be a more green than it is silver. And it kind of is, you know, in the right, you know, flip or whatever, but it's not something I wanted. It's just there type thing. Um, and then I was like, um, I want something that's going to stand out. That's going to be really cool. And then I came up and I got this one. Pink. It is a pink and orange red. I like that one also. I think I like the browner one better, though. But that's my personal opinion. Yeah. So I like the, I like the the colors seem closer and they uh, meld better. There's a little bit of uh, I don't know color shock in that one, if you will, between the two colors. Yeah. This one, it's it, when it divots, like in the shoulder. Whenever I, I turn it this way, you can see it's got it like a, a brownish red. And this one. It's, you know, reverse. This one's kind of like a gold bronze mm -hmm. type thing. And this one's like a reddish pink. And I was like, which one's going to stand out? So I'm going to paint both of them up uh, and see what I like the best. Out of, out of all the colors I've tried, and I tried six different ones, I like these two the best. Um, and I'm going to take and I'm going to, you know, use that Tesseract green and all the stuff where it's Tesseract and everything just to, you know, get that. And I'm, I really, because I really like that, that glow green. It's really cool. Yeah. Make your decision after you do the green because let's see how it yes. works with two. In yeah. my mind, I know which one I think it'll work better with, but I'm not going to, uh, yeah. Tell I, you, so you don't, yeah. uh, favor either one. Yeah. Um, because I'm going to have to go back and go, you know, put white inside the little things here. Like I'm going to paint this black, the actual scythe black, and then go in and put white in the, thing so it'll you know Where the you glow the glowy yeah the glowy stuff um but i was gonna take and like the only parts that i really want the color shift paint is like the armor plating like of course the tubes are going to get repainted um the handle is going to get repainted um you know this this thing's up here is going to get repainted but also like the skeletal parts the mechanical parts like right here and right here, oh. um, I was so, going to repaint it. 
that means that you're going to spend a lot of time on those models because you have to be so damn careful. Correct. Because if you slop some paint on, you just messed up color shift. You got to go back. Correct. And I have to I have to retouch up the, the color shift, which I've done before. I had to do on a couple of other models because I was using the uh, accent black liner. Uh, and so I was going to take and like on this fill part, like the ribs, I think this will work really well within it. And so my thing of my army is I, I like to think of themes and, you know, like my uh, Warcaster, it's a futuristic that army is like very high tech. So I was like, Oh, they're going to have a high tech look to their unit. Their armor is going to be high tech looking and so on and so forth. So I thought oh, color shift paints were really cool. And that blue and purple works really well. Um, with, especially with that green, it looks really, really sweet. Um, so I was like, okay, now with my Necrons, my thought is they're kind of coming from, you know, like a dust planet because I took, and got really, really, really small ballasts um, to put on here to make it like sand. Because uh, the base I want to do is I want to do a desert style theme on the base. So sand colored um, type thing. Because I kind of want the, my, my idea is that they come from, you know, undead desert planet. Because that's Have what Necrons are. tried... Uh... Alejo earth texture or oxide paste. I have all. not. I actually saw that today too. And I yeah, the earth texture paste is what I used for the uh, the base that I just made for this giant uh, ancient one Cthulhu guy that I'm painting. I would hold it up to the camera, but you wouldn't be able to see shit anyways. But uh, it does have a nice sandy texture. Yeah, that was one of the... Al Capone, hey, how are you? He says Vallejo Earth Texture is a Waffle secret weapon. <laughs> well, honestly, those textures, any texture you use, like the uh, I was using the pumice for uh, my uh, Admech bases, and that, that stuff's, like, next level, and it's easy to oh, use. Oh, yeah, the pumice stuff works really good, too. Even the GW stuff, the uh, the Crackle stuff or mm -hmm. whatever. I was using They're that like... on my trolls and all, and it helped, you know, take it. It's good next level stuff. Yeah, the the technical those technical terrain, I don't call them paints, but yeah, those work yeah. really well. So there's a lot of stuff out there, and so now Gonzo is talking about theme on a very specific level where the whole army is painted the same color because of robots or high tech army that is, should all have uniforms, but there is another way to. Do a theme in your army without that, and that is to just have an underlying color that goes through every model, even though their specific colors might be different. El Capone, uh, I saw that. Uh, I saw that picture. He's he sent it to me. It's it's amazing. Thank you so much for printing that out. I can't believe it. Um, spastic gravity is not reverse itself. Gonzo is just weird, so he's upside down. Gonzo's I'm in Australia today. Gravity. Jeez, come on. Well, what time is it? In it's an honorary Aussie stream. <laughs> so you can take an army and you can just have a color or even a, like a shade of a color or something similar throughout the whole thing to keep them together. 
uh, to make them all look somewhat unified on the battlefield. Um, my Malifaux models I was painting, all the Ten Thunders, all have uh, a specific color that it's been so long since I painted them, I don't remember what it is. I'm pretty sure it's like the sort of dark scab red through all of them. So they sort of have a color that's matched them together, and they're all... When you put them out, you're like, okay, that looks like a force because they've got this color throughout them. You know, you're looking from one end to the other, you see that same color. Um, and I actually like that as, especially for a lot of stuff, like you're painting uh, Rebels. I know, uh, was it uh, Legionnaires, I think, was painting Rebels. And just having, you know, any of those hodgepodge armies, you know, a gang, even Necromunda gang, can go That's... along with by just doing a, a color throughout them. And I went opposite, opposite with my Necromunda gang, with my Goliaths. Uh, every single guy is painted entirely different from every other single guy. The only thing similar is their bases. <laughs> well, that's another that's another, another thing you can look at is if you do bases very, very similar throughout it, that'll also bring them together. Um, even just little things like having an icon on everyone. Like if everyone's got you know, a Space Marine shoulder pad, let's say. If you were to paint them all differently, if you paint, you know, the same thing on every shoulder pad, suddenly the army starts looking together because they can see, like, they, I see that throughout the whole army. It's those little ways of making certain armies come together better. It's better on hodgepodge stuff, not as better on military units or anything that has a very similar uniform. But you could do that for, like, say, an Imperial Guard army if you have lots of different, you know... Necromunda models, guardsmen of several different varieties and all. You could have them all to come together by having a color throughout them or something like that or a badge on somewhere that's similar on all of them. Um, consistent, consistently inconsistent. <laughs> yes. But that's a little thing. I mean, it's it's all those things. Using the same colors on the bases, just adding a color, making weapons the same color, even the same thing. Like, you could have... You know, Space Marine chapter where they're Space Marines where they're all painted in all sorts of different colors, but if the bolters and chainsword casings and all that are painted the same, it starts to unify. Uh, little stuff like that. You could even like just tactical symbols even make a hell of a difference. You put the same tactical symbol on a squad, it all starts to look the same, even if they're painted a little different. Um, but that's another way you can go with that rather than having, you know, the full color theme throughout the entire army. I always liked painting Blood Bowl teams for that reason, because it was fun to paint them like a football team. Mm -hmm. And and especially if you came up with your own weird logo, you know, or, or fun freehand, kind of like lightning bolts on their trousers or something, or just, you know, the thin stripe, thick stripe, even, even drawing inspiration from actual sports teams. Like yep. a, a lot of people do is is very fun, and that's a good way to get inspired by a color scheme for any army, even. Mm -hmm. And it's not even limited to like we're talking using you know blood mode models and sports team colors is, is you know is easy connection. But what about a space marine army in your team colors? Yeah. Maybe take something from your childhood, paint your entire army like that. Maybe you take your entire army of space marines and you make them the Mr. Yuck marines and they all have the Mr. Yuck symbol on them and they're all painted in, you know, blue with the green Mr. Yuck symbol and maybe someone does that. One of my Necromunda one of my Necromunda guys is painted navy blue with orange trim and has the number 34 
painted on him. And uh, for for people who are fans of the Chicago Bears, they'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they will. So there's a lot of ways you can go with that. Um, and you don't always have to think about it to, to begin with, but you should have an idea of what you want your stuff to look like on the battlefield. Because I've done armies of all hodgepodge. There's a point where I was buying every cheap Space Marine on eBay that was painted already. And, you know, we would do touch-ups and all, my ex-wife and I, and, put, and I'd put them on the battlefield. And it it's kind of cool, but it starts to get a little weird after a point. You know, we got squads of multicolors, as because my buddy Spencer did it, uh, as we call them, the Skittles Marines. It gets a little weird at points. You know, when you get a squad and they're all different colors of the rainbow, you're like, the fuck is that? <laughs> but you can get by, you can make a crusade army where you've got different squads from different space marine chapters and just put a badge on them. Maybe it's a knee pad painted the same color. Maybe just wherever you can do it, put some sort of badge on them. It brings them together. That and the base, and suddenly you're boom. You've got what looks like an army together. Um, there's a lot of things you can do for that. Now, do you usually, do you have a story with your themes? Because that was something, you know, like I wanted these guys, you know, for certain things to do certain things. And I was like, I want them to come from a desert planet, which is kind of a standard for, you know, Necrons because they're undead type thing. But you what? do you usually, nice. usually think about doing themes based off of stories. Uh, I used to a lot more than I do now, I'll be honest. GW's current worlds don't inspire me like they used to, let's say. You know, but, you know, I'll think, you know, oh, you know, my AdMech, uh, I've, I've wanted for a while to paint something from sort of like a Mars-type world, so I'm like, I'll do sort of Martian desert type of uh, bases for it, but that's about as far as the theme went. They're not from Mars necessarily. It's just what I wanted to do with the base. Um, there are some when you can do, you can go that far. But uh, like I said, I don't really, I've really been inspired by uh, any, any uh, material that much in a very long time. Call me jaded, if you will. I had my own backstory for my ogre kingdoms when I was playing fantasy. And because of that is, is why their skin is white. And oddly enough, the current thing for the, the ogres in Age of Sigmar is very similar to what my backstory was for my ogre kingdoms back in the day. Which is, they came out of the mountains, well, I only have a vague idea of what the current situation is with Age of Sigmar, but in my story, they... They lived in the mountains, and they invaded where the giants lived, and they enslaved the giants, and they they took over, you know, the areas where the giants were living, and their color scheme was white and sky blue, and their skin was white, and they had sky blue on their gut plates, and then everything else was like blood and metal. Because you know, oh, ogres. Yeah. And the, but they had uh, they had the great maw all over. They all had tat tattoos. They all had a tribal tattoo on their backs. Um, and each unit 
had a different tribal tattoo on their back, and each unit had a different uh, tartan painted on their voluminous pants, their pantaloons. Pantaloons. But they all had plaid pantaloons. So. Because Kathy's a glutton for punishment. <laughs> I am. Yeah, when it comes to. Tartans. I really had fun painting the white skin, though. You know. No, but it's yeah, cool. There was like this little bit of a backstory as to why, you know, why their color scheme was the way it was, and. And sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes you just do that. I mean, we'll. I've still inspired young enough that I'll make names for generals and stuff occasionally. You know, sometimes silly, sometimes serious. I'm letting those dry before I put the white in. I'm going to clean up a little bit on Thanos. Sorry. Uh, it's all right. Sometimes it, it, you get inspired for names and all. Sometimes that's all it is. Sometimes you just want to make, you know, this. In my old uh, got Orc and Goblin army was always a goblin war boss, which made everyone else. Like, what the hell are you doing? Goblin leaving orcs. And, uh, you know, I had, like, well, this is Dibble the Destroyer. He found a cool magic as weapon. As long as his boss pole is bigger than yours, it doesn't matter. No, his axe was bigger than theirs. That was well, the big... Well, there you go. Yeah, he found a magic axe, and he used it and his low cunning to uh, take over. That's awesome. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> sometimes that's all you need story for it, you know? A little story. You know, a little name here or there goes a long way. Um, there's a lot of little things you can do there. Um, doesn't all have to be grandiose stories. Sometimes you're inspired, and if you are, you should totally run with it. But I'm more likely to take little inspirations than try and bring it all together. Like my uh, giant, my uh, how was it, Daobuzzer giant, whichever one my Trogoths can take, um, is dedicated to a coworker of mine. Uh, so he has Breakiron the Giant, because my buddy's name was Doug Breakiron. It's a great name, and he was a big man. And he always had this uh, you know, reddish-orange goatee, so uh, that giant's going to have the reddish-orange goatee and hair. And Doug was the one who first made the cow flail for the uh, giant, because someone had uh, sent us a letter, an actual physical letter, at Games Workshop, complaining because of the dead giant on the giant on um, dead cow on the giant's crew and how they can no longer play our games because of our endorsement of cruelty to animals to which uh, Doug immediately said and took that <laughs> took that cow and put it at the end of the flail so there was a giant with a cow flail in fact I have a giant with a cow flail hold on one second Oh, so it's a little inspiration. So I've got Break Iron the Giant with <laughs> the Cloud Flail. The Cloud Flail. So you know, it's little things like that. Sometimes are all you, uh, all you need to get started and get a little inspiration. You know, sometimes just go with uh, whatever. You know, sometimes you want to use a color. If so, go with it. Yeah, it was my next thing, a, a painting add, because you like a color. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would add that it's okay to not paint your chapter-specific colors. If you have ultramarines and you don't want to paint them blue, then don't paint them blue. Okay. And if there's people that give you a hard time about it, fuck them. <laughs> yep. Darn dude. Paint them however you want to paint. 
if you like you said, if you want to paint every squad differently because that keeps you amused in the hobby, fucking do it. Your models, your way, your paint schemes, it's all good. You yes, know. you should buy them dinner first, Dio. Of course. Also, it should be steak. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I don't waste uh, steak on haters. No, he's talking about the models. No, oh, he's talking models? about the haters. Now you know what? Yeah, buy him steak. <laughs> you know what? Because then they'll feel bad about being assholes. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, don't let anyone tell you I have to paint your models. Don't let anyone tell you your models are wrong. They don't fucking know that your models. They should all be plaid. They End should of all story. Be the plaid marines. Yes. The plaid plaid battle mechs, maybe? Maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> black watch. Black all watch. my lead belchers were a black watch tartan. Oh, Kathy, I didn't get a chance to tell you about the history of the black watch and battle tech but let's just i say... had no idea when i when i said oh. that was the black watch tartan oh god they were the uh, protectors of the royal of the of the uh the the cameron family who was in charge of the star league and when um armor series surper came he nuked their barracks but didn't get them all there was a company of them who were who were already out or and got their battle mechs and they held off a force three times their size and was beating it so badly he had to use nuclear weapons on a company 12 battle mechs <laughs> that's how badass they were El Capone is dropping the Star League era knowledge on us that's what John is here for <laughs> so I knew a little bit about the story but I, I learned most of the rest of it uh, Tex who is on the Black Pants Legion which is a YouTube channel did two videos on the fall of the star league and all that and they were great they're long so like buckle up but man the black watch in battle Piglet, they are fucking badass and they were still there there when the general krensky made it back to terra to kick aramis the super off the black watch was still there and uh came out of hiding in their guerrilla battles to help uh help fight. That's how badass the Black Watch are in in, in Battletech. So. Yeah, Alcamone, Battletech has really, really good lore. Um, it is I don't know, it's just one random happenstance that hasn't hit it bigger with the masses. I mean, that cartoon that was not great didn't help it. Didn't do it any favors. <laughs> and FASA did not have the best management when it could have gotten really popular but in any case but there's lots of good books you should read them lots of good history if you want uh <laughs> oh all i gotta say because baby i'll get a good chuckle hippity hoppity get off our property so any case one yeah, of the things that stuff uh check out uh texas videos uh about he does a lot of uh battle tech lore on his on the Black Pants Cheat Legion channel, and I love those guys. They're funny. Uh, they have a lot of videos there on video games too. So there you go, little mini media section on there. Sorry guys. Um, by Black Watch. Kathy, you like goblin stuff and everything. Of course. Uh, yeah, you're a big goblin person. Um, I like goblins too. Don't, don't, well, don't ignore me. Yeah. Let me finish. I love goblins. 
what about, you know, when people say, you know, goblins are always green? Go for no, that is a lie. <laughs> which, which, which I know, um, but that's kind of like the thing is people are like, you know, you should be painting this, this color and that color. And it goes back there to. There are those people and you just have to rock their world by proving them wrong. Yep. And whatever color you want, your models. Uh, to quote a song from one of the South Park CDs, there's many colors in the Homo Rainbow. Don't be afraid to let your colors go. Because it I'm is. Doing I'm doing color. this. I have this giant. Uh, well, he's not. Well, I guess he's giant. Anyways, I'm painting for Shadows of Brimstone this ancient one. Mm-hmm. It's one of their Kickstarter models. And it's bigger than things I normally do, but it's kind of a Cthulhu thing. You know, it's got the head with the tentacle face and everything, and it's got these big demon wings, right? He's not going to be green. Part of his tentacles are green, but that's it. I'm like, I'm not painting this green like every other Cthulhu, like my tiny Cthulhu that's sitting right over there. Which, um, Cthulhu will be part of the media section today, Kathy. Really? Yes. Interesting. I know what you watched now. Yep. One of the things I watched. But that's for later. As long as you don't put hair on them. <laughs> or orcs with hair. Orcs? What? Wait, I've seen orcs with hair, like top knots and stuff. Yeah, those are hair squigs. Sure. Totally acceptable. Yeah, you could do top knot. So that's one of the things that uh, maybe I regret the most about GW uh, is they have a hard time balancing the inherent old silliness of orcs and goblins with the new brutality there is a happy medium you can make there and i know because they have some comics and stuff up they put up that hit that happy medium between the two but their lore is not quite hitting that right now because borks can be both brutal and absolutely comedic and silly at points and that's when they're at their best you've got to hit that that dichotomy that's what makes them special rather than Orcs. I mean, Oryx. They're Oryx, for fuck's sake. I remember whenever... If you played Oryx, uh, 40k, or even Fantasy, it was like, fuck, I'm I'm playing against them. What's gonna happen? Shit, and (laughs) half of my army's dead. Or shit, half of his army is dead. Yep. Are the the, uh, giants gonna randomly throw guys into my units? Might happen. Are the... uh, uh, ball and chain fanatics going to come out and murder my own unit. Might happen. Are they going to murder your entire army? That also <laughs> might happen. I guess we'll find out. You know, and when it got a little more competitive, people started getting upset about that. I mean, I've had competitive players literally pitch a fit because, you know, whatever my random thing was, I, like, I rolled the best thing, and he's like, God damn it, you just crushed me. Because you rolled that one random number that meant that you just crushed that unit. I had a guy who was playing Skaven, had all these guys, and he's like, I know what I'm going to do to get your fanatics out. My fanatics came out, and they just kept, just ran right through his army. Like a lawnmower. Just like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> just Skaven oh, by. Oh, I hated those fanatics. Four dudes, and it was amazing. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes they just... Sometimes you're like, ha they're going to stop right in front of my unit. Well, that sucks. <laughs> but as an orc player, you were used to that. You were like, yep. you knew that either your army is going to do something really, really cool to the enemy or something really, really cool to you. 
Yep, we paid our points and we took our chances and we liked it. Yeah. Hey, my light. Welcome. It's a whole different thing, but you know, but you know, so you can sort of, if you like that old whimsical thing, you can actually get some of it back and paint scheme by painting them more silly colors. And I agree with Kathy, you know, goblins don't have to be green. You can be all sorts of colors. You can be greenish tint. You can be totally not green. Purple. I've I done mean, purple goblins. Purple uh, goblins, like I did, uh, just did white or a very light gray, and then just purple wash over them looked really good. You'd be like Jim when he did his Mimes of Moria. The Mimes of Moria. The Mimes of Moria? Themed Blood Bowl team. His the Goblin team. Oh. Oh. And they were all... For Lord of the Rings, because that's, that's even worse than what they faced. They were they were all in white face. And... Uh, Mime blocking? Pierre and Francois were the trolls on the team. And they also had white face. And he sculpted little berets on them and like the wine glass in the hand and the the cigarette stick sticking out of the mouth and uh some of his guys had like cheese wheels and baguettes and one guy had a chef's hat wow. and i mean they were just like all french they, they went were, all in all were, in on those yeah they all had the striped shirts and everything um the captain was charles de gaulle of course. <laughs> that was uh, that was like, oh, and the the model that was the throne goblin because on the goblin team in Blood Bowl, the troll can pick up a goblin and throw it down the field. So he oh. had a guy with a parasol. This little goblin with a parasol, and that's the one that uh, indicated the throne teammate. To be fair, I'm old school enough that I would just hire Morgan Thorg because he was much better at throwing than the troll. That that is true. That is true. But there's just something about having Francois and Pierre out there on the field. I think one of them actually had the plus to their uh, agility. Well, honestly, they can give a throwing skill now, so now they can throw more accurately. Let's be honest. You're throwing a goblin, you're hoping for a six. (laughs) Where's the six? You're just... I'm going to hold up uh, Francois here because Jim just handed him to me. But I don't know if you can see it because I have the tiny camera right now. Hold on. A little bit down. Oh. Down a little bit, Kathy. And down. Down. there you go. There you go. Perfect. It looks like a classic mime. <laughs> That team was so much fun. To see them out on the field, it's freaking hilarious. Hey, Lady B. Kathy, man whose name escapes me. James? James? Jim? Is that what we're talking about? John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt? Oh, Gonzo. Oh, Gonzo. Kathy. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, what's up? Gonzo is the upside-down one. John O is the, uh... Because he's weird. Is the other one. Oh, I'm just trying to laugh, because she called Gonzo Kathy Man. Kathy Man? No, Kathy Man is my husband, I hope. Oh, I love... James, yes, you had James, yes. 
<sighs> Alright, I'm good. Totally good here. Oh no. No. Gonzo John. Yeah, I'm John. John um, is not James. John is not my husband. Nope. And Gonzo's the upside down one, yes. Oh. <laughs> hey, Parm. The oh, wine oh, glass, oh. yes. <laughs> it's, okay. it's all good. It's a, it's a mad, 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 mad world. <laughs> I had, uh, God, that's appropriate. I want to open the window so that I've had enough and I can't take anymore. <laughs> oh, any case, there you go. Paint schemes. But yeah, so yeah, the mimes is another perfect example of taking a theme to eleven. Look at any themed army from an old. Uh, Grand Tournament or whatever. You have so much stuff you can do. The guy came with Mars Attacks, Marines. There's just so many things you can do. Like, even, honestly, look at the, some of the third-party resin bits. You can make a theme by using some of those. There's ones who have, like, uh, samurai helmets for Marines. All sorts of crazy stuff you can do there. And that's... Little stuff like that, little touches like that is enough to make a, a theme. Heck, if you take your Space Marines and you use all the same helmet on them, back when they had multiple helmets, I don't know how much that's available anymore. I can still do it. But you could just put all beaky helmets on your Marines, and you got a theme already. Beaky uh, helmet. Beaky helmet is best helmet. I will die on that hill. I'm not printing you one. Oh. Gonzo, you're uh, you're more memorable than me, which is fine. Oh, am I mem am I mem memorable? Sure. Yeah, a good legion is on that hill with me. But yeah, Beaky Helmet is best helmet. Beaky but that's the kind of thing. Even if you just have, so they have the Knight Errant armor, which is the Mark armor, which has the big collar and all. If you just put that on all of your models, that's also a theme. There's a lot of little things you can do like that. It's the silliest thing. It's like it's upside down. That's fair. I mean, people at work tell me now that I shave uh, that often that I look like somebody's father, but because apparently with my my goatee I look like someone's grandfather. <laughs> oh, that's Dennis, and uh, I have ties as old as Dennis. So you look like someone's dad. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could be someone's dad, but still. Look, the best compliment I get got was when I shaved, and um, someone's wife said, "Oh, you shaved. You don't look. You do not look like a pedophile." I'm like, Thanks. <laughs> "Wow, great compliment." I mean, sometimes people do that. I mean, sometimes shaving. Backhanded compliment. Yeah. Well, no, it was pure compliment. I don't look like excellent. I did not know the expectation was that I might, but sounds good. I'm relieved to hear that I'm not. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh. That's bad. We've given up on our topic. Now we're just being silly. No, I, I one more thing. Also remember, just because what you're looking at isn't for the game you're looking at doesn't mean you can't borrow that paint scheme into that. Absolutely. I had so much fun painting the skin of my troll buds blue that my whole orc blood bowl team got blue skin as well. So I've got these two Battletech models I painted some time ago and still sitting on my desk. And they're both based off Space Marine color schemes. 
just took Space Marine color schemes and applied them to to battle mechs. I mean, you, you can do that. Just borrow liberally, and you can do a theme like my whole theme. I'm gonna try and paint as many BattleTech models as I can, like uh, like in Space Marine chapter colors. And in fact, these are both Badab War colors, but that's getting oddly specific. I don't need to go into another lore rant. <laughs> what? You don't know about Look, the Badab War? I know a bit. It's actually much more interesting than most of the rest of the uh, large events, but that's just because of the uh, the small scale of it. I like to strike but... off the D and add a SS so it says badass. I don't rant. Yeah, that's right, Captain Izzy. I don't rant. I never rant. Actually, I rant at work, too. I try not to, but it happens. Anyways, but that's the last thing. Steal color schemes from wherever you want because it works, you know? It doesn't have to be quote-unquote appropriate. If you want to paint your Stormcast as fucking Ultramarines... By all means, paint your Stormcast as Ultramarines. I'm for it. Put Ultra Symbols on their fucking shields. It sounds great to me. I would go for that, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's good. Just don't, and don't let anyone tell you it's wrong. It's it's not wrong. They're yours. It's, not, it's all good. It's not wrong. If you're expressing expressing what you want, and sometimes you just want to model, you know, we've been this whole thing talking about theme. Paint your army with no theme if you want. What, whatever, however you want your models. If you want each model to look totally individual and different, by all means. Death Guard Stormcat's kind of interesting. There's actually a lot of Space Marine uh, schemes that would look really badass on fantasy models. Badass black. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, guys. I think I'm done now. I'm, uh, Two-thirds done my... Just in time for the media section. Which means I probably have an equivalent of two screwdrivers. Yeah, Legionnaires, Sigmarines. See, it all comes together. Well, that's what they call them. Yep. I like the idea of Death Guard Stormcast, though. That appeals to me. Um, I do kind of like the Death Guard. I, though I do kind of want to do that that blue he's painting. Tell it is like pretty. Tell us our blue he is. Yeah. Well, I was inspired by a movie I haven't seen yet that I have a picture from on my computer, and that is The Great Wall with Matt Damon, where they have all the people in various colored army armors, and the ones in the sort of shiny blue armor. I'm like, that looks really fucking sweet. I would love to do something in that. I'm not painting anything right now, Lady B. Gonzo is painting Thanos from uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. Hell, I'm, I'm fanning myself. I haven't made anything fan. in a couple of days, actually. You've been putting together a bunch of models, like though. Cleaning models. I painted Just... yesterday for a few hours. Oh, no. <laughs> I finished the uh, Daily Bugle, and I'm like, I'm going to put some models together as a treat, because that took me forever. Uh, so, Mo's Magic, that is actually silver, and then he used the contrast blue. That start, does it start with a T? Telesar blue. Yep, Alisar Blue. Okay, over silver primer. Is that the Badger silver primer? Or it's, did you use silver paint? It's just silver paint. It's um, the silver paint from Army Painter. Okay. Just air. I uh, primed it black and then airbrushed silver over it so I'd get a nice clean coat of it and get it done quickly. And then just because when you use contrast pro, prime contrast paints, 
over, you know, metallic paints, it gives you the colored metallic look, which is really, really cool for Thanos. I might also try the medium or the mixing thing that uh, Kathy suggested. Vallejo, what is it, a metallic medium? Yes, the Vallejo metallic medium, or metal medium. I can't be too drunk, I remembered it. It's called metal medium, and you just mix that in with whatever color paint you want to look metallic. It does have a little bit of white pigment in it, so it will make the, the color of paint a little bit lighter, too. Oh, so a quick one before we go into uh, all of our media section. Lady B wants to know how you make Arnie Painter paints work, because there's horror stories. Uh, I can start. Actually, I use a handful of Arnie Painter paints, and they're actually fine. There's nothing wrong with any of the ones I've ever had. You need um, to really, really shake them up, though. That's the one thing that, especially when you first get them, really, really, really shake those things up, because when I bought... Uh, I was at Depticon two years ago. They were doing a sale of Army Painter, and it was like all their colors were really, really cheap. And, of course, when I got them, they were not oh, mixed at they all. They were really cheap because they had been sitting around forever somewhere. Yeah. They, they might separate quicker than Vallejo, but most of my Vallejo need a hell of a shake a lot of times, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In but, fact, I think most of my paints do. Actually, honestly, those contrast paints probably need it. It goes quickly, but those contrast paints seem like a mug too. Oh yeah, uh, I don't I haven't had any problems with the contra with uh, army painter paints. Besides, I d did put an agitator in all the bottles because they need it because they separate, and I, I don't use them all the time. So you know, you just gotta do it. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's easier to get sort of the GW equivalent color you need, the old GW equivalent color you need yeah. quickly and easily. Where you could stare at that Vallejo rack for four hours and still not necessarily know exactly what color you need. That's true. That's the only reason I keep buying them because I, I find the Vallejo colors are obviously of higher quality, but it's not enough that it affects. I mean, not enough affects my painting. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Most of the time, if you if you have arthritis that makes the bottles fly across the room when you manually shake it, use use a paint shaker. Oh yeah. Honestly, I don't. I used to make fun of people for paint shaker, but I've had some bottles that were just so bad I can't really argue with it anymore. Um, I usually will take my because I have a paint shaker also, and if I know I'm going to be using certain colors, like I'll paint up with whatever color I'm using that's already shaken up, and then just put that color on the shaker and then go with it. Type thing. So I mean. Oh. And it, I think it cost me like 10 bucks for the paint shaker, too. So, I mean, it wasn't like it was crazy expensive. So, I got a quick question before, final question for you, Gonzo, before we go to the media section for uh -huh. real this time. Okay. Are you going to paint the Infinity Gauntlet a different color than the rest of his gold? No, I'm going to I'm gonna leave it gold, but I'm going to do, I'm going to darken it with... Oh, um, there's, there's different tones of those, different shades. You can paint it a different gold without... Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take it and I'm going to wash it, and I'll wash it so it gets a little bit darker color than the rest. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, the gems. I'm going to repaint over the gems with a silver and then do the contrast on the gems. So, Al Capone, if you're having trouble with the contrast paints, use an agitator. Uh, I just buy those stainless steel ball bearings in bulk and just throw them in whenever paint's being problematic in any way, shape, or form. You know, in here, have an agitator. You'll you'll shake. I'll make you shake. Shake, rattle, and roll. Not even going to see clue. Boom. 
Whoa, almost lost my balance. Uh, all right, for everybody that's new, welcome to the media section. Uh, today we have about 85,000 things to go over. Not really. Not like <laughs> last week. You had like 1,000 all by yourself. I did. You I, did. I did have a, a bunch. And I didn't even get through two of them, but I didn't care for them because they were just blah. Um, but I have a total of technically three things. Uh, I have... One super quick one, and then ones I'm going to comment on with you, got with you, Gonzo, and maybe Kathy if she saw them too. But I don't think she did. Let, let's go over. Uh, oh, I got two small things, and then that. Okay. One's a callback to last weekend. Let, let's go over the DC fandom stuff real quick. Okay. Um, and get that, Kathy. If you've watched or saw anything, just jump right in. Um. So the DC fandom was yesterday, and they showed a bunch of trailers for the new movies. Uh, the, I guess, final trailer for Wonder Woman came out, Wonder Woman 84, um, and showed Cheetah in her full form, which was really cool. I uh, still want to see it. Nothing that I really threw me off. Because I didn't feel like the CGI was great. Yeah. They only... It could have been just the shots we saw them in. It wasn't, like, terrible. No. But it reminds me of the early Justice League shots where you looked at Cyborg and you were like, that's not good. But then you saw the final movie, and you were like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm still looking for it. Nothing has turned me off on it. Um, yeah. Then they did uh, Suicide Squad, uh, and pretty much just talked about all the, the huge cast of characters they've got for it this time. Yes. Huge cast. I mean, and it's like... I'm looking forward to it, but I'm one of the few who very much enjoyed the uh, original movie. Uh, remember, guys, if you watched the original movie, watch the fucking extended edition. It is just plain better. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm still like, I want to see a trailer. I'm waiting. I want to see a trailer. So nothing there. Well, it's James Gunn. We're not really worried about it. Yeah. Um, other movie. And then Guardians 2 was better than Guardians 1. Yeah. I'm not worried about James Gunn doing a, a movie like this at all. This is his, this is his forte. And I think they've got such a, a deep cast. It's not a ton of big names. Idris Elba and Margot Robbie are probably the only really big names in there. Yeah. I mean, John Cena's in it, but John Cena doesn't exactly... Nathan Fillion. Because he's not great. Oh. Peter Capaldi, sure, he was Doctor Who, but the average person's like, what? Yeah, Nathan Fillion's Nathan in it. Nathan Fillion's in it, yeah, he's big. Well, yep. in, the, in the geek universe, yeah. he is. And, and of course, well, James got his, uh, his brother Sean Gunn in it again, doing mocap for somebody, which is awesome. Um, the big one was the Batman trailer. The Batman uh, trailer. Uh, um, so before we do this, before we talk about the Batman trailer, I wanted to preface that they are doing an HBO Max series to lead up for the Batman. Uh, it's going to be Gotham PD. And it's going to be before... Um, uh, going to be before Batman dons the uniform, pretty much. And before Commissioner Gordon. Um, and it's going to be from told from the eyes of a corrupt GCPD um, and from one police officer. So sort of like Gotham, the TV show, but it's going to be on HBO Max, which I thought was interesting because now we get to see the build up to the Batman. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's um, on HBO, we get to see boobies. Yep, I get to see boobies. But the Batman trailer dropped and... I'm not hating it. I'm not hating it. Um, I mean, the, 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 
people shitting on, on Robert Pattinson's acting is the same people who shit on all the actors who had one bad movie or one small bad series when they were fucking young and then, uh, you know, just keep shitting on it. Like uh, Channing Tatum. He had some movies when he was early in and he wasn't great. But, you know, these people learn how to act. It's not like you jump out and are amazing, except in rare cases. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I liked it. I liked the look. It is yeah. very dark and gritty. They did say that all of these new DC movies coming out, not, you know, the Justice League, you know, Snyder thing, is actually the multiverse of Batman's. The multiverse of whatever coming out. So. Yeah. It's there. We don't know what we're fucking doing, so we're just gonna throw shit at the wall. And as soon as something <laughs> sticks, we're gonna run with that as yeah. our main universe. Because they're still doing the Flash movie with Ezra Miller reprising the Flash mm-hmm. with a much more Barry Allen standard costume, which is cool. Yep. That was announced also. Um, I did like Ezra Miller. He was a bright part of the Justice League. Yep. Um, the Batman trailer looks good. Um, they keep talking about all sorts of things. They talk about Ben Affleck coming back for to play Batman in the Flash movie. They talk about having Michael Keaton to play a Batman in mm-hmm. the Flash movie. All of that's interesting. You bring back Michael Keaton, I'm in. Michael Keaton. I'm so in. He's great for old Batman. Like if you if you could convince them to do a Batman Beyond movie and get Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne, you fuck yeah. <laughs> um. Also, another little thing, um, Lady B mentioned, of course, that Gotham Knights and then uh, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, are the games they, they previewed. Yep. Um, I'm not playing a lot of... This is going to sound really stupid with what I say later. Not playing a lot of video games. <laughs> I'm not playing a lot of different video games. I, I am looking forward to the Gotham Knights because you get to play Red Hood, Robin, Nightwing, and Batwoman. Uh, that's a very interesting, good concept. How they do it, we'll we'll see. You know, supposedly you play the stories of each one, but I think what makes this game even cooler is it's got a two-player co-op, which I think is something that's needed in games. Uh, yeah, co-op, co-ops, co-op. yeah, <laughs> co-ops really, really need to happen, and I'm really looking forward to and going. Hey, you know, so and so, come and join me, and we're gonna go work on so and so storyline. And because they showed that you actually work together in a team. And at one point, Batwoman and Robin are attacking thing. And she like throws someone at Robin and Robin beats the shit out of them. Whether the, how they do it and everything. Well, it's, it's still, we got till next year. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It looks cool. I think it, uh, it could be a really fun game. It's going to be out on the PS five. So it's going to definitely have, you know, next gen graphics. So there's zero chance of me playing it. <laughs> I mean, there was close to zero already. That makes it absolutely zero. Yeah. Um, something we did need to mention in the Batman movie, uh, there is Oswald Cobblepot. So we're going to have Penguin. Uh, of course, Riddler was through the whole thing. Riddler is uh, obviously it. And people make the joke of it has the most COVID, uh, you know, you know, release date time at the end where it's question mark, uh, zero question mark. mark one. One. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, they mean 2021, but you're right. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I did have to stop production of it and then start back yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, this has stopped everything. I mean, honestly, think about the backlog of movies they have because they've spent so much money on movies. This is a slight tangent. They spent so much money on these movies, they don't want to release them direct to video because they're not sure it's going to work. Correct. They're not sure they're going to make their money back. That's why when they're talking about releasing, what was it, Mulan? Yep. They're talking about people paying 20 bucks to see it. People are like, that's too much. I'm like, it's your whole family. It's 
it, it's forever. Yeah. It's not like you just watch it once. You, it's forever. Um, they just have to make their money back. I mean, they got so much invested. This could break the entire studio thing if this doesn't go. If we don't, if this doesn't do well, then we're not going to get movies direct to video yeah. because, or unless we're not going to get many of them because they, it's not going to be worth it for them. Well, I mean, like I said, we're going to wait and see because uh, the entire movie industry is changed completely there were a couple of yes. netflix series the society go the way of the dodo because some of those guys are getting upset um there are some rulings that weren't necessarily good like they can make movie theaters take the shit movies to get the good movies yeah the studios can so that that's it's all gonna be weird when this all when we all start congregating together again yeah. i mean overall the dc fandom i'm really excited for it it actually looks like they kind of pulling their shit together a bit whether it goes through or not. It was uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League cut, which is going to be on HBO Max next year sometime. He said, and I quote, it was a Justice League made for adults. Yeah. Which scares me a little bit because, I mean, no offense to Zack Snyder. He had a tragedy. That's terrible. I wish he could have finished the movie his way, but I'm pretty convinced the one we saw is probably a better version. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to wait and see. Um, I mean, I'll see. Yeah. I hate HBO Max access. I'll take, definitely watch it. Can't be as bad as Batman versus Superman both times. That that um that song was really good for that trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really fit. I thought the Batman trailer was well done. I actually really liked the style of the Suicide Squad teaser too. Yep. Just let, like look at all these people who are gonna be in here. I mean, they're gonna be killing people all over the place in this movie. I hope they do. That's some <laughs> D and E list DC villains in that shit. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, what was the one Polka Dot Man? Yeah. Polka Dot Man. He's C-list. He's C-list. He's been around. Oh, he dead. Don't you worry. He dead. But that'll be the cool thing, is, is seeing who lives and who, who doesn't, and see what they do. I mean, you can tell a much more interesting story because you actually have to worry, are they going to die? And yeah, Harley Quinn's not going to die. No. Which, speaking about that... ...not die. But, aside from those two, I think pretty much everyone else, even Rick Flagg, they're ass in danger. Well, going off the whole DC, because I didn't even know the fandom was happening, uh, Birds of Prey was free on HBO Max this week. Uh, or probably last week or whatever. And it came on and it was there. So oh, I, you mean the Harley Quinn movie? Yeah. And, and that's one of my complaints. Sorry, you say Birds of Prey and I think of the old TV series. I'm like, they had that on there? I mean, yeah. I was on DVD. <laughs> I don't like that series. Um, Birds of Prey, Emancipation of Harley Quinn, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I watched it. Um, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I still didn't think it was great. I will tell you the one thing that I did think was amazing in it was the action and core, fight scene choreography. That was done really, really well. Some of the best they've had. Yes. There's a couple scenes in a couple other movies that match it, but nothing is consistently as good as that movie. Yeah. They had the fight scenes with Harley and the action and the spinning and the flipping and all that stuff. Excellent. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Content was kind of mad. Yeah. The story, uh, the way it was done, um, all this other stuff was just pretty much a meh. It was, I mean, it, it gets me as a two space herpes instead of a three, you know, a two and a half to three based on standard. Personal opinion, I find it to be a less rewatchable movie than Suicide Squad. But again, I like Suicide Squad more than the average person. So take that for what you will. I, I just, I, 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 
I was I, I wasn't disappointed because I w- didn't go in there with good expectations. But like I said, action wise, really cool fight scenes. Stories. <laughs> story. This movie was a shitty story. Yeah. But other than that, so I gave it two to two and a half space herpes. Uh, other than that, um, it's free. If you got HBO or HBO Max, go watch it. Uh, I'm, I'm with Kathy on this. I'm reserving all of my judgment on Robert Patterson um, on for the Batman. But what I saw in the trailer, I was happy with. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy, what do you have for, uh, for review? So I, I watched two movies. I watched Classic Bond, mm-hmm. and I watched a movie that I found on Netflix, and I had absolutely never heard of it before, and had no idea what to expect with it. Were but you shocked I heard of it? I'm shocked you heard of it. Well, I'm not really shocked, because you've heard of every movie, it seems like. Not every um, No, they, they reviewed it on one of the podcasts I used to listen to, so. That's funny. I remember so, it. So that movie was called Safety Not Guaranteed. And unlike John, I don't remember the the actors and all the salient. Oh, I don't points. remember the actors. I don't then. But but I when you review a movie, when you review a movie, you write that stuff down and everything. And I should probably do that, but I, uh, I don't. Space. I don't really yeah. write it down, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, anyways. But safety not guaranteed. All I saw in the little synopsis on Netflix was something about journalists answering somebody's ad about time travel yep that that is the main thing i remember about the movie and that's why it's like well i mean that could be interesting so and i'm not doing anything tonight so let's see what uh let's see what that's about and i liked it i enjoyed it uh it was a bit more of a sort of rom-com sort of thing than a time travel sort of thing. Yeah, I think, I remember correctly, it was less about the time travel. It was more of the plot but, framework. Uh, but the ending pleased me. Good, good. The, I, the I, ending of it pleased me after, you know, working up. The, the cast was really small. It was an independent movie, I think. Yes. And uh, and the budget is small. And, and it all takes place in Ocean View, Washington. So it's all in this little small town. That's like a resort town in the summer. Um, but yeah, it's it's like the main character, this girl, and her boss and another intern. That's them. And then there's the guy. He's building a time machine. <laughs> so that that's pretty much it. And, uh, and then you just, they're all interacting, and that's, I mean, that's every movie, really. Characters but no, no, but that's the cusp of the movie, is their interactions. It's not so much the action around it, it's their interaction. Yeah, and, and they, they do change and grow, interacting with each other, because at the beginning, the one guy is just this huge douchebag. Uh, Aubrey Plaza and Mark Duplass. I love the song in it that he plays on the zither and is the, I think it was Guster that, that sings the song in the ending credits of, I don't know what the song's called, but it was good. I liked it. Um, 
That actually was a... Uh, that song actually brought a tear to my eye. Oh. The way they the way they had it in the movie. So. It's always good. I like it when the music in a movie fits and hits uh, hits an emotional chord. That would stick mm-hmm. with you long. Time. So yeah, I would give that maybe two space herpes. I really enjoyed it. But was it the best movie? No, it wasn't the best movie. But I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a fun Saturday night. I'm not doing anything. Movie. Fair enough. So, uh, Gonzo, I'm going to start with a hot take from last week. Okay. Uh, after having the songs from Hudson Hawk stuck in my head and having listened to them multiple times this week, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that Danny Aiello was a much better singer than Bruce Willis is. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a stark contrast in their singing abilities. But uh, I'm still humming those songs right now. So uh, there you go. Swinging on a star and uh, side by side. Uh, yeah, sorry, guys. I didn't watch a lot of movies or any movies this week. It's almost like I played 73 games of MechWarrior Online this week. I was a little crazy. Well, let me uh, let me go with this one. Um, I went and, of course... I'd had this on my my list to watch, and I finally watched it. Uh, Doctor Sleep. Uh, Doctor Sleep is the sequel to The Shining, um, and it is actually a book. Um, didn't I, I knew it was? I didn't know if it was a good book or anything. But um, I watched it, and it was okay. It was just it's it's one of my two and a half meh space RPGs movies. Uh, it focuses on. Um, the um, life of the kid Danny uh, after he's grown up, becomes an alcoholic, has a lot of problems, and then things start happening and spooky things start happening in the world. Um, and you find out about these creatures that uh, are these people that eat kids for a living, eat their fear and everything, and so on and so forth. Um, Kind of turns into kind of like a superhero movie in a bit because uh, people have got powers and able to do things and flying and so on and so forth. Um, it was just okay. I wasn't, there was a lot of, you know, pokes and jabs and uh, nods and tip of the hats to the original movie. Um, and so it kind of felt like they were trying a little too hard, but it was okay. I mean, if you're you really want to see what happens, go for it. If not, don't even worry about it. Uh, so I give it my you know two and a half meh space RPs rating. Um, Kathy, you had said you had two. Yeah, I watched the first James Bond movie. Oh. So. Which is ironic, and that called Cinema Row. What? No, go ahead. <laughs> so it's ironically not called Casino Royale. No, it's not. No, which I love. That what wasn't that David Niven? Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. Oh, I loved yeah. that movie. Because of shaky copyrights. Yeah, absolutely loved that one. Um, but yeah, no, no. Now I feel like I need to watch that. <laughs> it, just welcome. to be a completist. Anyways, so I watched, you, you all know I watched the two Timothy, Timothy Dalton ones for the first time over the last couple of weeks, so I decided that I was going to start at the beginning 
and watch my way through them again because of course why why not by the first watching you gotta watch it multiple times <laughs> so the first I... one is dr no <coughs> and i it's been a long time since i had seen that one i've i watched that with my dad when i was a kid as i watched several of the james bond movies and um Sean Connery, still my favorite Bond. Sean Connery in 1963 with no shirt on. Hot. Little known fact. Did you know, Kathy, that's a little callback to my other podcast a little bit, that Dr. No was actually the sixth James Bond novel. Yes, I did know that. Oh, shit. <laughs> knowledge in that bitch. That's awesome. <laughs> I actually learned that today. <laughs> oh, well, I'm just looking right now. I'm like, oh, interesting. I knew it was the yeah. first one because I knew Casino Royale was the first one. Um, yeah, I learned that today. I was today old, too. <laughs> I was also today old. I am actually shocked that Moonraker is quite that early. In the <coughs> my dad took my brother to see that in the theater for his birthday. Yeah, but it was the third, third book, apparently. Seriously? Moonraker? Moonraker. It's the third book. Yes. It's not like the it's not like the movie. I bet not. I'm looking at the the, the, the plot in a synopsis and it is not like the movie at all. But Lady B says, Oh my god, Timothy Dalton Bond movies were awesome. I agree. I really uh, enjoyed those. Sean also, Connery is still my fave though. I mean, I also agree with that. Not, <laughs> no hot takes in this except Timothy Dalton being being good. <laughs> oh, he was good, yeah. I, there is no dispute there. But but Sean Connery coming up on the beach there, shirt off. I'm like, Daniel who? <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. He had a much, I mean, I, I said this before, I don't think that Daniel Craig's a great Bond he doesn't live up to the bond as well as others. Um, he's a fine actor and all, but Sean Connery like defined the role. Yeah. Everyone is judged based off. Well, he's not this. He's not as good as Sean Connery. This or that. You know how far away from Sean Connery he is. So. so when what, I uh, when I read Lady V's comment that says uh, something about millionaire Bruce Wayne uh, as the. Uh, as the playboy, the millionaire playboy, mm -hmm. I was like, Sean Connery would have nailed that. Absolutely. <laughs> Sean Connery would have made a great Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's no Adam West, but still, close. Right. I watched a clip today of the old Batman series where the bad guys demanded that Bruce Wayne fork up the money for the, uh, for the whatever and Batman deliver it so... Commissioner Gordon's like, oh, I'll, I'll call Batman. Chief O'Hara, use a regular phone and call Bruce Wayne. <laughs> so literally, like, oh, we'll just put the phones together so they do the stupid phone thing. And, and you got Adam West having a conversation as well as those characters himself. It's fucking great. It's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, sorry. Uh, proceed. <laughs> um... So the last thing, since we're coming to just the end and I wanted to talk about it, was uh, something I think Kathy should watch in a heartbeat. 
is Lovecraft Lovecraft Country. Um, oh, I definitely need to watch that. I hear that the first episode is on YouTube for free. Is it really? It's like crack, they, you know. They do that a lot, yes. They yeah. do a lot like crack. Whether go watch it, it is amazing. It is based off of the book, of course, Lovecraft Country, and the first part of it is pretty much um, the first few minutes of it is a guy dreaming, and so it's this wild Cthulhu stuff and aliens and all this stuff going on, and an amazing baseball bat. Um, so I mean, it's really, really good, and it's really cool. And you're like, what the fuck? And then it starts up the story, and of course, it's about. Um, uh, this guy during the Jim Crow era of uh, the laws, Jim Crow laws and everything, you know, black people can't be in certain restaurants, you know, lynching and all this stuff. And then it just goes, here's this storyline, fuck you, and goes wild. And it is amazing. Uh, it's a great story through all. You, you know, you get pissed off because of what you're seeing. You're like, fuck this. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, oh, and then when it the story hits, and of course you know Lovecraftian stuff start happening, you're just like, yes, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course the episode ends, you're like, what more? I want more now. Um, it's really good. I can't wait to see the next episode, which is tonight. Uh, and as soon as I get done here and loading everything up, I'm gonna go watch it. Um. I give it zero space herpes um, at this point in time uh, for their initial episode. It's definitely got me hooked to watch it. I can't wait to see everything that goes around. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 HBO Max. And if it's on YouTube, guys, go watch it. If it's free or if yeah. you got HBO Max, go watch it. It is, it is well, amazing. Watch it if it could convince you to get whatever you need to watch it normally. Otherwise, if you're not going to buy HBO Max, whatever, don't, because you don't want to be stuck going, I can't see the next episode! <laughs> um, but I really, really liked it. It was really good, really fun, good story, didn't feel like it drug on, um, and then it hits the oh shit button pretty good and hits it hard. Um, oh. I want I want to see what's going on, want to see what's happening, so I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, everybody I've seen it really likes it. So... Other than that, uh, John, did you have anything you wanted to add before we end for the night? No, uh, but let me just give you a spoiler. Next week, you will probably hear a review of Last Action Hero. Oh, um, I'm with you on that one because I started to watch that. My, I'll watch uh, it. My One of the other podcasts I listened to covered it, and uh, I realized I don't think I gave it a fair chance when it came out. I watched it real quick way back when and haven't given it another thought. So uh, I got a copy, and I'm going to watch it because... Uh, they're speaking with love, and they have rarely led me wrong. Well, I uh, I have that on one of my, like, stars or whatever it is, because Real Genius was on there, too. And I was like, oh, there's a few movies I haven't oh, watched I in forever. Real Genius. Real Genius. That's, now you're talking next level. That's the best. And so I put both of those on my queue, and I started watching uh, Last Action Hero. I didn't get to finish it, so I wasn't going to review it yet. Let me ask you, Kathy. Best Val Kilmer movie that's not Tombstone. Real Genius or Top Secret? Top Secret. <laughs> Sorry. Hesitate. Dang. Yeah. Top Secret is amazing. Yep. And last action hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Yep. Uh, I remember I, liking that. 
I'm going to watch it and then I'm going to listen to the, they have like apparently three episodes on it because they're looking for content and they really love it and they're all what's called junk food cinema they like movies that are not the best but they're just fun and enjoyable to watch it's how I got uh, watched Battle Truck it's why I watched the, the freaking uh, Josie and the Pussycats movie among other things they put an episode I'm like that actually sounds really good let me watch that <laughs> I'll uh, I'll make sure I finish it so I can review it with you next week. Yeah, absolutely. So, guys, we appreciate y'all coming out. And yeah, Top Secret's amazing. Um, we appreciate y'all coming out and listening. We appreciate everything. Make sure you find us on Facebook, Patreon. We're on all streaming services if you want to watch the last episodes or future episodes or whatever. And you can't catch us live. Um, we appreciate it. We'd like to have all you guys in the chat room. We made it much more enjoyable. Oh yeah. We love it when people are in here. Um, don't forget to watch Kathy Tuesday through Friday as she paints live, uh, three to 5 PM every day on central center time. Uh, give her some, give her your best poop jokes. Cause, uh, she loves those. Um, also maybe we can start convincing John <laughs> to do I, some, uh, mech while you're twice in a row. <laughs> don't wow. you just say shit twice in a row like that, man. We're better than that. So, <laughs> guys, take care of yourself. Make sure you look out for each other. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good night. <laughs> I think you should stream some Mech Warrior, John. Come on, John. Stream some Mech Warrior for everybody. Hey, Banyan, give him another screen. <laughs>